In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Good Monday morning. Quiet weather to start off our week as we take a live look over downtown Austin from our Estonian camera. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. Sean is here to join us on this Monday morning to see what it's going to look like for today and the rest of the week. Yeah, you know, things are pretty quiet here, but we're going to start to heat back up. We had a pretty nice weekend. We got some rain, some cooler temperatures, a little bit of uh, something for everyone here. But uh, today we're going to have to deal with into the afternoon with calm winds, calm to very light winds, stagnant air in place. We've got an ozone action day. Uh, what that means, we just want to uh, limit to our time with, the, of course, doing any pollution carpooling is best, walking, riding uh, to work or to wherever you're heading to, certainly uh, the best thing to do so. We just have excess levels of ozone that we're expecting to collect at the surface because of a high pressure system up above, compressing that air, stagnant conditions. But it's a comfortable start to the morning right now, 71 degrees. As we start off your morning, we had some cooler temperatures over the weekend as well. We're into the 50s, into the Panhandle, 67 up in Lubbock, 65 in Abilene, 73 in Dallas. Your bus stop forecast is looking excellent here with temperatures cool to start off the day, but getting a little bit hot come pickup time. We're into the lower 90s. Hey, you're heading out to Pearl Jam later on this evening, 730 at the Moody Center. Temperatures here through the later part of the evening and heading home, dipping eventually down into the 70s. Well, post-tropical Cyclone Lee is moving away from Canada after making landfall in Nova Scotia over the weekend. The storm arrived with maximum sustained winds near 70 miles per hour. Tens of thousands of customers in and around Nova Scotia remain without power. Sean, thank you. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton could be back in his office later on this morning after a victorious win over the weekend. Senators acquitting him of all impeachment charges. A majority of senators finding him not guilty of bribery, abuse of office and more. It allows him to return to the office of the Attorney General, the top law enforcement official. After the senators delivered their vote, the presiding judge, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, delivering scathing rebukes of the House managers who brought those charges. Meantime, Democrats worry outside influence and political pressure tilted the scales for Paxton. We've lowered the bar of what's acceptable conduct for public officials in the state of Texas. The speaker and his team rammed through the first impeachment of a statewide official in Texas in over 100 years while paying no attention to the precedent that the House set in every other impeachment. Paxton still faces a criminal trial in Harris County for federal felony indictments relating to previous securities fraud charges. President Joe Biden is weighing in on the Republican-led House impeachment inquiry into him. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announcing he is directing three House committees to launch an impeachment inquiry. He's characterized this impeachment inquiry as a logical next step. That's a quote following months of investigations into the president and his son Hunter Biden. The president was asked about his response to the inquiry while returning to the White House from Delaware. And he answered with a smile, telling reporters, lots of luck. Well, this morning, nearly 13,000 workers are on the picket line instead of the assembly line. 
It's the United Auto Workers strike against the nation's big three automakers, and it's now entered its fourth straight day. Ford announcing indefinite layoffs for 600 employees, blaming impacts from the strike. GM warning 2,000 workers at a Kansas plant that the factory is likely going to shut down in the next couple of days, blaming the walkout for the lack of parts. The union president over the weekend with his own warning. If we don't get better offers and we don't get down and take care of the members' needs, then uh, we're going to amp this thing up even more. Coming up next on today, NBC News' Jesse Kirsch is along one of the picket lines outside Detroit talking to workers about the push for new contracts, the consequences that are starting to grow as well. KXCN investigating what Georgetown is doing to try and stay ahead of a water shortage. Taking an inside look at how people are connecting to culture with dance as we continue to celebrate the start of Hispanic Heritage Month here in Austin. Good morning and welcome back everyone. The ongoing water restrictions that they're seeing in Williamson County are still impacting many homeowners. There's little rain and record-breaking triple digits in the forecast that only added to the concerns of the water shortages. Georgetown is trying to get ahead of this and just signed an agreement to reserve some water. As KXAN investigator Arzo Dos explains, that may be relief for that one growing city. Some landowners say they're worried about the rest of the county. We've managed to keep all the stuff right around our house alive by hand watering that. Dustin Baxter has been limited to only hand watering since July. His neighborhood in Liberty Hill and others are under stage three water restrictions. It's hard to say if the if the lawn will come back. We'll probably end up losing quite a bit of our landscape. Baxter's neighborhood is on the western edge of Georgetown service area. The city said it had to extend water restrictions because of the drought and supply challenges. We have uh, continued high demand for water in our water district, as well as we've had some issues with getting contracted water and then uh, having some of our capital improvement projects that were planned to be online this summer have not been online yet. The city has also been looking at long-term demands as growth continues in the area. In August, it entered an $11.8 million two-year agreement to reserve treated groundwater from the Carrizo-Wilcox Aquifer in Robertson County, northeast of Austin. Right now what we're doing is a reservation agreement. It preserves our rights to uh, contract for that water. Uh, and then over the next two years, we're going to be working on a water supply agreement, which will outline the timing and how that water will get within our water territory. That could happen by 2030, but the cost will be shared with customers through a rate increase as early as next year. We're projecting to have over a 10% increase. As Georgetown works to bring in more water, some landowners are pushing another solution they say could impact all of Williamson County. It's just uh, completely crumbling and, uh, and opening up. Keith Elliston shows us the impact of this drought. He has a well, but says his family is under what he calls self-imposed water restrictions. Their wells are running dry. We're having to dig deeper wells. Elliston, who gets his water from the Trinity Aquifer, says the county needs a groundwater conservation district, which regulates the spacing and production of water wells. It's the wild, wild west in, in Williamson counties. He helped form the Aquifer Conservation Alliance. It just refiled a petition with the Clearwater Underground Water Conservation District and Bell County to annex Western Williamson County. 
Today, one person can pump unlimited amounts of water out, water their lawn, feed, you know, uh, provide drinking water for their home, wash their cars. Meanwhile, the two neighbors on either side are doing everything they can to conserve the resource. This one will make everyone lose their water, and there's no remedy for those that are being harmed. Ellison says the petition is being reviewed, and they should know more in the coming months. Arzo Dost, KXAN, investigates. Georgetown says that an underground conservation district wouldn't impact the majority of its customers because most of the water supply comes from the lakes. City says it offers rebates to water customers for things including irrigation checkups, rain barrels, and turf to zeroscape conversion. Getting up close and personal with the cricket invasion. Have you seen these in and around your house? Why we're hearing a lot of this chirping around Austin. Popular pecan tree is sick at Barton Springs as the future remains uncertain for it. An expert weighs in on why it must go. Dallas Cowboys playing their home opener yesterday and they were dominant against the Jets. Meantime, Austin FC trying to get an all-important win as the season is winding down. I've got it for you coming up. Good morning, everyone. On this Monday, a live look outside of the city of Austin on September 18th. Hope you're having a great morning so far, and thanks for joining us if you're listening on the podcast. This month is Hispanic Heritage Month, and a traditional Mexican dance with historic roots is alive and well right here in the capital city. Jayla Washington shows us how one dance company is helping people connect to the culture. My first name is Jesus, but everybody knows me by Chuy Chacua. Make some of the costumes, and it takes about 12 yards of fabric. A lot of fabric for the movement. Stitch by stitch, one of the most important parts of traditional Mexican folk dance, ballet folklorico. So this is what I do. Starts here, in a small room behind Chuy Chacón's dance studio. He makes costumes that stand out on stage that have been captivating audiences for generations. Ballet folklorico represents the traditions, the music, and the costumes for a nation. You know, every country has a folklore uh, in, in their countries. In Texas, we celebrate more folklore from Mexico because we, we are very close to Mexico. A lot of skirts, a lot of ladies trying to flirt with the guy. We have shows where we present, say, six, seven regions. The music is completely different. The costume is completely different. The style of dance is completely different. Locked hands, tapping feet in sync. Dance partners at the Roy Lozano Folklorico in Austin practice for hours to get each step just right before another performance. But when you put on the costume and on stage, you're actually showing people the colors, the culture, and it's just a very prideful moment. Dancers like Cassandra Gonzalez are a part of a legacy dating back to the 1980s. I started dancing when I was six. Many of them sticking with the company through adulthood. I was starting to learn the historical moments of these dances. There were stories behind them on why certain things are the way they are. Roy Lozano, a second-generation Mexican-American, started the company. And now it's one of the oldest standing ballet folklorico groups in Austin, according to the studio. There's no machines, it's all by hand. Staying connected to the deep Mexican roots is what keeps ballet folklorico alive. And it's why Chacon says he does not think the dance will ever die, at least in Texas. So many people craving the cultural connection. A lot of the people, they're not able to go back to Mexico. 
So, but us bringing this culture to them is, is how they feel in Mexico. How does it feel for you kind of seeing this tradition being maintained? It's a little bit uh, uh, emotional. Every time that we have a show and that we see the different cultures standing uh, and clapping and, and accepting our culture, for me, it means a lot because it's my past. In Austin, I'm Jayla Washington. Beautiful. Thank you, Jayla, for that story. Mm -hmm. And now to something not so beautiful. <laughs> oh, gosh. You may be seeing, you may be hearing a whole bunch of crickets in Austin right now. An entomologist tells KXAN it's a yearly thing, and it's because of the rain that we did get. Yeah, we're seeing these crickets all over the place. Even the Texas <laughs> Capitol isn't spared. Lawmakers joking about the crickets disrupting work. People visiting the Capitol, they're noticing them, too. I'm seeing them jumping around the floors in the building. They're everywhere. We've definitely seen a lot of crickets. Capitol staff members told us that they're working to sweep the crickets away, especially the dead ones, Ooh. which um, eventually start Ooh. to smell. You, as I see a dead one next to me on the desk right here, that's, that's why Sean's not coming we over here. Even, we <laughs> haven't even gotten into that part of the story, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're loud, they're crunchy, and they're Ew. quick, and... Um, and they're here at KXN. Did you all hear about Kristen's story, Kristen Curry? No, but what I happened? can't. She went into her car after the newscast and felt a tickle in her oh, head. Oh, no, no. Went like this to her hair and out fell a And there it was. I mean, in her hair. Have you seen the side door? The side door. I won't there's do it there's hundreds like of them. No. I had to sprint in and then I'm <laughs> jumping around. I mean, this is a big thing. This is a yeah. big deal. If you hear me scream during the weather, then, I mean, they're, they're, they're everywhere. So, I mean, everyone's enjoying the rain, right? We enjoyed yes. it. We got some cooler temperatures. Our habitat's enjoying it. Uh, things, things, are, things are good out there. Yeah. They're starting to get a little bit greener here from uh, the rain that we did That's see. True. So, let's get to the maps here. Let's show you what's going on over the past few days. Yeah, we had back to back. Cooler temperature days with highs into the 80s on the 15th on last Friday, 85 degrees. Uh, we saw for your Saturday, 94 though yesterday. We're starting to heat things back up, but we had four days in a row of rain, seeing uh, nearly three quarters of an inch here at Camp Maber. We had some areas though within the viewing area see upwards of two to three, three and a half inches of rain over the past week. So beneficial rain for our area. Unfortunately, it's kind of come to an end and we start to dry things out completely and heat things back up. If you're doing any traveling today by car, if you're heading anywhere within the state, you're good to go. Notice the temperatures from the Houston area down through San Antonio, uh, pretty hot into the low and middle 90s. Dealing with a mainly clear sky, live look looking towards downtown Austin, waking up with temperatures here into the 60s, 65 in San Saba. We're at 64 in Lamp Pass. 70 in Burnett, 66 in Marble Falls, sitting at 72 in Luling and Flatonia, 66 in Rockdale. We've got some heavy rain up into the uh, mid-Atlantic area. This is moving out further out towards the east, but for the most part, 90% of the country, very quiet, pleasant weather. We're just dealing with a ridge of high pressure system, keeping us dry and really starting to warm things up, keeping the rain away from us. Models were showing earlier a chance of rain on Thursday. I completely took that out of the forecast. Next chance of rain, we've got to wait until the weekend here, Saturday night into Sunday. And not even all the models agree on this, showing a cold front trying to work its way into the area from Saturday night into Sunday, potentially bringing us a little bit of rain. 
This is what one model shows here, just a few hundredths of an inch. So even with that chance, it's not looking too optimistic, but something we'll watch out for. So we've got temperatures that are climbing into the middle 90s today. The heat is on, very light winds here. Things get hotter and we peak into the upper 90s in the middle of the week, 98 degrees on Wednesday. And you wouldn't know it, but the first day officially of fall is on Saturday. And just in time, hopefully we do squeeze that cold front down towards the south, dropping us into the lower 90s by Sunday. Thank you, Sean. This morning, two pilots are dead after their planes crash while landing during an air racing event in Reno, Nevada. Officials say the planes collided at the end of the T-6 gold race yesterday. All of the remaining races canceled. An investigation is now underway to figure out what caused the crash. And looking at crashes like that a little closer because the family of a retired pilot who died in the wings over Dallas Airshare, remember that? They have filed a lawsuit and they did so late last month. The deadly crash happened in November when two planes collided in, an, in the air during Veterans Day. It was a celebration. The crash killed six people during that. The plaintiffs argue the accident was preventable and that they're looking to ensure more safety measures that are in place to keep it from happening again. Back here at home, a new basketball court is up at the James A. Garrison Park in South Austin. The San Antonio Spurs organization, Spurs Gives, and the Austin Parks Foundation unveiling this over the weekend part of a $500,000 initiative called Play ATX. And the goal here is to refurbish five basketball courts around the city. Former University of Texas basketball player and current San Antonio Spur, Sir Jabari Rice was there for that unveiling. It's just always fun for me to come out here and just uh, see the future kids that are trying to become where, uh, trying to be where I'm at. And so um, it's always fun just to try to help them and give them knowledge. But just to be around, I just like um, being a part of the community and just uh, doing something other than like playing basketball on the court. After the unveiling, a youth basketball clinic played on that brand new court. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns now get set for that nine-game Big 12 regular season farewell tour. They're up to number three in the AP poll after the win over Wyoming. First up, a Saturday night game against Baylor. Texas an early 14-point favorite over the Bears. Cowboys played their home opener after destroying the Giants trying for that New York City Touchdown. double. Tackle and Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys doing it again with defense and some timely offense. Dak Prescott third down and goal is rookie tight end Jake Ferguson into the end zone. And then, well, the Jets make a game of it in the second. That's Garrett Wilson back in his home state. Former Lake Travis Cavalier. Cuts it to a 10-7 game with that long catch and run. Prescott then to another tight end. Luke Schoonmaker, the rookie from Michigan. And Cowboys got the two-point conversion. 18-7 story again. Defense harassing the Jets and Zach Wilson. Javon Curse, one of three interceptions. Cowboys easy. 30-10. Now they get the Arizona Cardinals. Q2 Stadium last night. Austin FC down to seven matches trying to get inside the playoff line taking on portland first minute sebastian driussi can't get it to go constant pressure early on from the verde and black but they couldn't find the back of the net and when they do well miliano Ragoni's goal is called off because of offsides and then another attack jody zardis wide of a wide open net and then 
After all that, here comes Portland. They get a chance and they take advantage of it. Felipe Mora, first goal of the match. And the Timbers take a one to nothing lead. And then a dagger, 75th minute, or rather the 64th minute. Evander makes it two to nothing. But Austin FC hanging in there. Sebastian Driussi cuts it to a one goal game. Still a lot of time to try to get that equalizer. They had some chances. Alex Ring a little bit too tall, and they do run out of time. 2 1 final, tough loss. And now. A short turnaround. They have to get on an airplane tomorrow and go to New York City for a Wednesday night match against the Red Bulls. Back to you. Roger, thank you so much. Two TSA agents are accused of stealing money from passengers at the Miami International Airport. And there's video that shows the two agents rummaging through the luggage at the security checkpoint. One of them was seen picking through bags on a conveyor belt and then putting something in his pocket. According to the Miami-Dade Police Department, the pair stole at least 600 bucks from one passenger's luggage. The two agents each face a charge now of third-degree grand theft. For those of you listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks again for joining us on this Monday. Here's what else we're tracking for you in the 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. The new work from Republicans to avoid a government shutdown. Why some Democrats say, though, it's too extreme.